This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 14. I'm Jake, I'm going to host today and uh, I've got three great lads here to talk through all the stuff that's been going on at Derby County in the last week and as is, you know, as it is with Derby County at the minute, everything seems to be happening. So uh, joining me on this very, very warm Monday evening, I've got Adam who is goal hanger on YouTube. Hello Adam, how are you mate? Hello, hello, I'm well, I'm doing good. Good to hear Good to hear. I'm joined by Callum Bucock. How are you going, mate? You're right. Hello, mate. I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very warm, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. And, and Lewis, Lewis Hawkins, I, I'm guessing you're the same, mate. It's, it's a hot day, isn't it? Hello. Yeah, I'm absolutely melting. <laughs> melting. Yeah, it's, it's not what you want, but we're going to plough through it, get through it all. And uh, hopefully talk about some good stuff. So, Adam, I'm going to come to you first. You're our, our podcast debutant today. Um, we'll start off with a signing or two signings that came at once. Uh, we got James Collins and Scott Loach. Um, one brought significantly more fanfare than the other, I'd say. So we'll start with probably the most exciting one first, James Collins. He's a player we've been after for a while. What were your thoughts when we signed him? Quite glad when we got him, to be fair. I think he's probably had his best spells of his career in League One or League Two in the in the low leagues of English football, but a decent championship player on his day. Can score goals, obviously out of favour at Cardiff. Uh, probably quite a good move for him personally as well to maybe rebuild for the final stage of his career coming to Derby County. So I think it's a pretty good signing. He's definitely a 20-plus goal a season player in this division, but whether we can find that and obviously... We'll have to manage him and McGoldrick at a similar time to see whether we're going to play two up front, one up front. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And and I think that was something we're going to come on to later with the uh, with the Hertha Berlin game. But Callum, I mean, you know, Adam's just touched on there. Collins is is a sort of 20-goal-a-season striker that, that we've really been crying out for, isn't he? How many seasons we've been waiting for it? Um, I think um, the, the last time we, we had someone like this was, was it Chrissy Martin, wasn't it? So mm. um, now every single season, um, the, the one thing we've been missing is someone who can put the ball back in the net, whether that's from two yards, three yards, four yards, five yards, don't really matter. It's just someone who was in the box constantly where we've had to rely on midfielders probably for the last, obviously, I'd say four seasons. Um, the likes of Tom Lawrence having to pitch him with goals over the last few years and relying on, like, Josviak, who uh, 
um, was the most goal prolific uh, midfield we've ever had. But um, but but yeah, so to so have someone of his ilk, especially when he was last in this league, which is what most excites me about him. Um, I mean, he carried pretty much Luton to to coming straight up to, into the championship uh, that that season. So. Um, no, he's exciting, and I think he played well considering he had one or two training sessions um, on Saturday. He, he, I think Rossini was talking about that they haven't really worked on the tactics with him, and, and he didn't really look out of place, to be fair to him. Yeah, yeah, and I think something that you touched on there was, you know, last three or four years, we've not had anyone that can do that you know, gets in the spaces, attacks the ball in the box, especially in the six yard box, you know, and, and Lewis, I guess. You think if we had the likes of Collins last season, we might have stayed up? Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think we spoke about it before. Uh, I think the last time I was on, actually, was when we was first linked with him. Um, and, and I said at the time, he, you know, he's going to offer us something similar to what Colin did. But at the same time, he can run around. He, he can score goals. Um, you know, he, he's he's not just chancing it out there. He's, he's, he's a very kind of, he's a good poacher of goals. Um, I, I think... The Cardiff move, when he went out with Luton, I think the Cardiff move was probably him trying to step up to that next level. Um, for whatever reason, his face didn't fit in Cardiff. You know, he's not, I'm not buying that he's a bad striker. You know, there, are, there has been fans who have been quite cynical, you know, talking about him and, you know, oh, you know, as he passed it. But I just think his face didn't fit. And, and I think back in League One, you know, he, he, he's, he's capable of scoring 20 goals. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're all right. I think it's certainly a transfer we can be excited about, which is is very good, um, and one of many now. I think to move on to the to the other signing that we did. I mean, Scott Loach. It's it's an interesting one. It came out of nowhere. I don't think any of us expected it. Um, you know, we were all silently sat there praying for you know maybe a Forsyth new deal. I know I was anyway. Um, but Adam Scott Loach, an interesting one. I'm pretty sure I think he was at Chesterfield last season. Uh, their fans didn't seem to rate him too highly. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Um, well, I only knew the name from Football Manager and the fact he used to sign him when I started in non-league, so <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But um, that's the only way. That's the only way I know him. I know a bit about him, and he, he's been around the non-league scene for a, a few years now. I think he was at Notts County, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years back. But I think I think he's going to be a third choice, if not fourth choice, depending on who who gets in the third choice, whether it's one of the youth goalkeepers, but. I think he's just a good character to have around. I think we had it a couple of years ago, didn't we, where we got Roy Carolyn back in for like, was it a month or two or something? Something silly like that. But um, maybe it's just a character to, to come in and maybe give some advice to the younger lads and, and push the first team goalkeepers even more. But I think we'll just have to wait and see. I'm not I'm not too excited by his signing, but I'm not disheartened by it by any means. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got it spot on. I have a feeling he might be our, our new Effie Ambrose. Um, or he'll, you know, make a few appearances in the Pizza Cup. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, there's a, there's a player that I haven't mentioned yet, Kwaku um, Aduro. He looked very good in both friendlies so far. Um, you know, he's only 19. We've actually permanently signed him now from Manchester City. I think last time we were just talking about him as a trialist, hoping that he'd join. Callum, how impressed were you by Aduro in, in the last two games? Yeah, really impressed. Um, I, I think he was well regarded at uh, Man City. He was captain of their side. So to be captain of an under-23 Man City team, you can't be uh, too bad. So, uh, And I think he's um, shown that no matter his age, uh, he's, he's well within his rights to 
put him maybe for a start for the first game of the season at right back. I don't think we have too many <laughs> saying that, but um, I think, look, he's, he looks really good in defence. He tracks back, he works hard um, and he's got a little bit of pace about him to go forward. So, um, I mean, I hope the fans don't get too like on him to to like, perform miracles um, mm. and and stuff. I, I don't think he's like a Jaden Bogle and and stuff like that. I don't think he's that killed, but he could be. Um, and and it's one of them where at the end of the day, it's it's a it's another body. It's a good character, and Rossini seems to like him. So uh, so I'll go with it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on there. Absolutely spot on. And you know, you you made reference to his age there. Uh, I think it is important, you know, we've signed a lot of experienced players and I know other other team supporters are, are, you know, very big on that, talking about how, you know, we're OAPFC and, and, and other comments like that. And I think it's important that when we've brought in so many experienced, proven players to give these younger players a little bit more of a chance, because is Aduro going to be at the same level as David McGoldrick? No. Is he going to be at the same level as James Collins? No. I mean, if he is, brilliant. But the likelihood is he probably isn't. So we've got to give him a little bit of time. And and yeah, if we don't bring another player in and, and he is our first choice right back, let's hope he can he can step up and, and perform at a, at a good level. Um, Lewis, I mean, it's a weird one. And we're going to get onto Hertha Berlin in a minute. But I just want to talk about one player from that Hertha Berlin game whilst we're on the subject of right backs. A certain Jason Knight played about 55, 60 minutes at right back. And I actually thought he looked all right. What did you make of it? And can you see that being actually his permanent position? <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be his permanent position. I, it, it seems really weird because we had no players last week, season, but we somehow couldn't get him in the team, um, you know, in, in where we would like to see him. Um, the, the, the one thing he has got is he's got the legs and he's got the energy and the engine and those traits do lend themselves to playing fullback and and you're right he doesn't look out of place at all um has he played there before i think he's played there before played wing back at the yeah, end yeah maybe season, maybe a couple of yeah. times yeah i mean yeah i can't see him you know he's he's they're looking at him going out or potentially moving you know back into the championship or you know even potentially lower league premiership side so he, I can't imagine that he's going to want to stick around playing right, challenging, you know, a new young lad to the right, the starting right back position. But by all means, if if he's staying and he, and we need him to play there, I'm sure he'll be up for it, and he he would more than do a job. Yeah, it, it is an odd one, isn't it? Because I I thought when I, when I first saw the team sheet, I was like, why is Jason Knight at right back? Like, surely, surely that can't be in order. Like that that can't be right. But then when you sort of think about it, you know, you spoke about his, his work rate. You know, he, he can defend. He can put a ball in. He's got a little bit of pace. He's not rapid, but he's got a little bit of pace. And as you said there, I can't really see a position in the team where he nails down a starting spot. So if that's a position that he can play and a position he can play effectively, I don't see why not, to be honest. I, um, I think he's he's kind of... Uh... He's he's good at many things, and it's kind mm. of to his detriment because he can't he can't shine in one position. You yeah. know, we know all right. Sibley doesn't get in a team usually, but you know very much what he's going for and what he wants to achieve and, and what position he wants. With Knight, he's because he's so flexible, he often just gets used. And you know, like last season, he was put out on the left, and it was because he could do it. Yeah, you know, just like he went right back. Yes, uh, you know, last game, and and it's because he can do it. He's he's capable of doing it. 
Mm. Yeah, it's it's you know it's the old old phrase, isn't it? Jack of all trades, master of none, and. I think Knight's slowly kind of working his way towards that. You know, you said there he's played left wing, right wing, attacking mid, holding mid, right back. You know, I'm expecting him to have a stint in goal at some point, you know, so it's, it's a really strange one. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We've got two games coming up. If he's playing there in the next two games, you might start to think hmm, maybe that really is the plan, but to move on to another signing, just to get all the new signings out of the way, Corey Smith is an interesting one. I mean, it's certainly a good one. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not played below the championship in his career. Um, he said in his interview that he'd had offers from championship clubs, but he saw Derby, saw the project. I know the project's a bit of a cliche line nowadays, but he, he saw the project that was going on here and he's, he's decided to sign, you know, combative midfielder, kind of the sort of player that we need when we've got a lot of players that are, you know, terrific on the ball. Adam, what was your first reaction when you saw that Smith had signed? <clears throat> I was a, <clears throat> a little bit surprised, first of all, because I thought maybe a player of his quality, I'm not saying he's like a premiership player by any means, but I think a, a solid championship player, I didn't think we'd probably be able to get him, but we haven't. He's, he's a pretty decent player. He's not average in the championship. He's decent on his day. And after talking to a few Swansea fans that I know, I thought we've, we've got a good midfield on our hands. It'll be, the only thing I'm thinking about is where he's going to slot into the into the mm. team or into the midfield because we've now got a plethora of midfield players that we can choose from. That's so a good word. It's a great word. So <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not. It's going to be interesting to see how Rossini lines up the team. That's what I keep thinking. We've got so many different characters and players now that could fill in in a role like we just talked about. Jason Knight playing right back. Corey Smith, a very good player, but coming off the back of the season that Max Bird's had, if they're going to be playing similar positions, it's going to be difficult for for Smith to break into the team ahead of Bird, but a very decent player. I think underhyped when he signed. I think he definitely deserved a bit more recognition when he signed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and I think something that's really important, you know, we've had problems the last couple of years when we've not been able to sign players. Depth. Depth's been the big thing. You know, we've had a good start in 11 and then the bench has always been a little bit ropey. If you've got Max Bird, Conor Hurahan, Corey Smith, Jason Knight, Liam Thompson you know, even technically Louis Sibley because he plays in the middle, all fighting for the same three, two, four positions. That's that's a lot of healthy competition. And I mean, when you look at the season that we're going to have, playing in the EFL Cup, um, we've got the FA Cup, which we start earlier at now, as well as the Papa John's Trophy, which obviously starts with a group stage, which is very weird. It's a lot of competitions. It's a lot of competitions. So I think having that depth is going to be massive for us. Um, and I guess Callum, yeah, you know, something Adam said there, it's a bit of an underrated sign. It's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Um, can you see us changing the way we've played in these early friendlies to accommodate him? Uh, no, I don't think we need to. I think the way, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, like our fullbacks seem to be almost like extra centre mids. They came like really narrow. Um, which kind of meant that Mendes Langen and uh, Barkhausen on the sides had so much space because the um, the fullbacks and the wingers kind of didn't know where to to go. So it's quite interesting to watch um, from where I was sat. Um, so I think he and the, from reading where he um, where he did play and stuff, he can fill in that obviously central mid role that we've talked about, but obviously also fullback. And obviously at the moment, um, until we get a few more bodies in, we are quite shy there. So. Um, and I think depend the big one depending on and obviously speaking with 
uh, and listening to Liam talk about Bielik. I mean, that's it's a great replacement if he does go. Um, and uh, and like you said, we've been screaming for depth for the last two, three seasons. We've always been relying on under 21s and to fill the bench. So I'll take someone who can come in and be comfortable on the ball and, and has played, like you said, no low, lower than the championship to fill in a spot, whether, whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And one thing you mentioned there was us being a little bit light at fullback. A player that's trained with us this entire time, uh, he wore the captain's armband at the weekend when he came on. He's been here nine and a half years now, but for some reason still hasn't signed a contract. Um, obviously, you all know who I'm on about. It's Craig Forsyth. Lewis, it's a weird situation, isn't it? He's still training. He's still playing. You know, all the admins and everything are still posting Craig Forsyth content all the time. What do you think the holdup is? I, I really don't know. Um, it's a funny one because he, you know, he's how old is he? Thirty-three. You know, Something he's like free. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to have millions of offers. He's not going to be on a massive, massive wage. So there's not really anything I can I can put my finger on why it's held up. The only the only thing I can think is, you know, they're looking at the kind of um, what do you call it? Not centenary. You know, is um, it's a special Pardon? It's testimonial, is it? It's testimonial, yeah. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. It's it's not centenary. It's He'd be very, very old if it's centenary. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, and that's the only thing I could think. Is he going to pop up with the new, holding a new shirt on his uh, testimonial year? That's, that's the only thing I can think. Is there some some sentiment attached somewhere? Why why we're holding on? I don't know. There's that to me that it doesn't seem like there's any logical reason why it's held up. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you, and and yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next you know eighty eighty nine years of of Craig Forsyth, so he can make his make his centenary <laughs> year. Um, Callum, you you want to say something? Well, just, I was just thinking, is it something similar to Davis, who's who's kind of is looking at post his career uh, and and if we're not really kind of looking at that far ahead and he's kind of like well I need to think about my future and stuff whether that could be the hold up because it was very similar to Davis Davis wanted to be here we wanted him to stay and it took what <laughs> three three four yeah. weeks so it could be something to that yeah you're right and I mean you know I've I've, I've spoken to people I'm, I'm not being Mr ITK here but I've spoken to people you know close to him um, and and he even spoke to him after the last game of the season. He said, you know, he'd, he'd stay here no matter what. He wants to stay. He's, you know, he's settled here. His wife's from here. His kids are growing up here. You know, I, I don't think him in his personal life, he doesn't want to move away. You know, I, I saw he was he was linked with a pole Nicosia recently. Like, is is Craig Forsyth going to pack his bags and go to Cyprus? Probably not. Uh, you know, he's not going to abandon his family for, for a year in the sun. So I think it's an interesting one. I think you're right, Callum. I have a feeling that he's going to, he, he wants to stick around for the long term because, as I said, this is, this is where he's based now. And, and I think this is probably going to be his future. Um, let's talk about, I guess, another player that's not signed on and a player that's actually left today. Um, I know Lewis wants to talk about him, so I'll come to him after I've spoken to Adam. Colin Kazim Richards. I mean, he came in, no one expected anything. He almost, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but he, he definitely played a big part in keeping us up um, a couple of years back. Uh, missed most of the last season due to injury, but still had that, that period where he scored three and three and then never scored again. 
Adam, sort of what were your feelings reading his his big paragraph earlier? It, it, it's sad, I think, that he's left. Uh, a player that does move around a lot, so I'll be honest, I expected him to leave after last season. But I think, once again, just very underrated for a player. It's sad to see him go. He's, you know, he scored against Forest, which is always a good thing for a player for Derby. He definitely contributed to keeping us up a few years ago, and I think he just proved everybody wrong, really. Just an underrated player that came in. It was classy, the way he left, very classy, but as you'd expect from mm. Colin Kazim Richards. But just, it's just a bit of shame that he's left, but, you know, it's players come and go, don't they? Yeah, exactly, mate. And, you know, when you think from the heart, I, I you know, I love Colin Kazim Richards. Yeah. When, he was, when he was scoring goals uh, in that season behind closed doors, and everything felt grim, didn't it, with everything going on off the pitch? And he was putting the goals in the back of the net. I think that's what people remember because re- you remember that feeling that he gave you. Um, but a person that probably doesn't want to think about the good things, he only wants to be Mr. Realism. Lewis, <laughs> what, what oh, did you no, make? Don't, 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 do, don't play me out to be that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? He, he was a really good character. He's that was a really good way he left, and you know there have been other players that have left in the past couple of weeks who haven't been you know quite as good to the fans, and and that's, that was you know fair play to him. That was that was what that was what he's all about. The real the reality is is we were crying out for a striker for a couple of years, and I I just I felt last season that it, it just seemed like every single game I watched him he got slower and more tired and more beat up and he he just seemed like he was struggling um so from a you know my head my head says it was absolutely the right thing to do I know the other guys probably won't agree but <laughs> my yeah, you, yeah but you know realistically we've got McGoldrick and Collins in and it's you know let's look forward he's he, he, he took us through a really horrible time yeah great we, we didn't stay up you know we wanted to stay up and he and he probably didn't get out to what he he didn't get to what he wanted to achieve, but he um, he was a shining light in a in a rocky time. Mm. Callum, yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with Lewis. Um, I think it's at the end of the day, it's it's the right move um, for us moving forward. Um, I think he provided us with like some great memories, the Forest goal, like beyond closed doors and stuff, and. The, the character he had, it's just a shame we didn't have more time with him probably as, as fans in, in person. Um, and uh, obviously it was a shame he got his injury quite early on uh, last year that kind of ruled him out. And, uh, and I think, um, look, we, we were screaming for, as Lewis said, someone who could put the ball back in the net and he didn't do that too often. So I think logically um, for Liam and, and the rest of the squad, I think it's the right move. And for him, maybe there is the next David of his career, whether he carries on or if he goes into coaching or even <laughs> personal motivating. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd, he'd definitely be good at that one. Um, so finally, I mean, I thought we were going to get onto this sooner, but there's been so much to talk about. We played Ursa Berlin at the weekend, Bundesliga side. They only narrowly avoided relegation, but they still had some some decent players, you know, as we spoke about um, last week. Um, I was the only one to get the prediction right, by the way. So those of you that keep keep tabs on that, thank you very much. Um, Ursa Berlin, I mean, they're the likes of, you know, Kevin Prince-Boatang playing. Uh, and players like that uh, that have played, you know, at the very top of the game, you see them come to Pride Park when we're playing in League One, you think it's going to be a rough day. Instead, it was quite the opposite. And I think pretty much we ended up playing them off the park for the majority of the game. 
Um, the main man I thought was was David McGoldrick, and I mean his run for the first, I say first goal, the only goal was unbelievable. Uh, the finish was less unbelievable, but the run was was certainly very promising. Um, Adam, what did you make of McGoldrick's performance? I didn't expect it. But he has a bit of pace about him when he needs to use it, and I didn't expect that. Or I thought he might be a bit of a, a poacher on our hands, but definitely his turn of pace created that first goal. Without it, it might have been a nil-nil draw, if I'm being honest. Like you said, we, we played him off the park, but chances I felt were few and far between at times. But no, I thought McGoldrick impressed me a lot and you understand why Sheffield United fans liked him a lot and he's been a quality player in the Championship so many years. So it's good to have him in League One. I think he's he's going to hit 15-plus goals this coming season. Um, it's going to be very interesting, like I said, for how him and Collins will line up together. But yeah, I thought that was... As an impressive first game for a pre-season he could have ever had, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And and if he's getting 15 and Collins is getting 20, I think it's going to be quite an interesting season up front for Derby. I mean, Callum, to talk about the goal scorer, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, I actually thought he was quite quiet um, compared to what he was against Bradford. But God, didn't he take that goal well? Uh, I actually really like him. Um, he's he's actually a bit of a unit, to be fair to him. When you see him in person, you see him. I saw watched uh, the Bradford game on uh, Rams TV, and he and he was obviously blistering quick with uh, setting up uh, Barkhausen's goal. But seeing him in person, he's got like a bit of muscle about him, a bit of uh, beef. Um, so uh, so to see that, and then it's like I said, his finish. He um, put look, he put it on target. Um, it was a bit of a scrappy goal, but it's the ball when they're back in the net, so I don't really care. So, um, and when we're looking at, like I said, goal scorers, um, we've got Collins who can put in for twenty. McGoldrick looked great, and if we can have Mendes Lang even just putting in four, five, six and getting a load of assists, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, our goal scored is going to be out of this world this year. If <laughs> if these predictions are right, I think we're going to hit 100 this season. <laughs> so, so Lewis, I mean, you know, just to sort of cap it off, we played, I, I guess, kind of two 11s, didn't we, in the end, mm. um, with the second 11 coming on later. Out of all the players, was there anyone who surprised you the most with their performance, aside from, you know, the likes of McGoldrick? Yeah, there, there was a couple that stood out to me, to be honest. Um when we started the game, um, like Callum said earlier, I was looking at Thomas. Uh, is Thomas, isn't it? No, Roberts. Hayden Roberts. Not Thomas. Who's Thomas? Um, <laughs> I was looking. At, I was looking at Roberts, uh, and he was coming quite square. He, he was almost sat on the centre back's lap, and I and I thought, oh no, we've not sent. We've not signed this uh, centre back that can play left back. You know, one of, one of those who were just fitting in. Um, and then after the first ten minutes, he had he was up against one of the quickest blokes I've seen, and he. he he took him for pace every time. He he, play, he played him really well, and, and I just thought, wow, this this is a he's a proper defender. You know, we used to maybe more fullbacks who get forward and defend after, but he you could tell that he he there aren't going to be a lot of players that can get round him um, this season if he if he plays like that. Um, and also another one that came on, um, I actually thought um, probably a bit. Went by a notice, but um, Darren Robinson. Yeah, Darren yeah, Robinson. Yeah. yeah, did you I, just have to Google him then? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know, what, uh, you know what, as because we played so many players, I thought I'll have the team sheet up in front of me just so I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I thought he was brilliant. I, I thought he was really composed when he came on, and and he doesn't look physically capable yet, but he he's definitely 
one for the future. He's definitely got something about himself that, you know, makes him look that little bit above the rest at his age group, maybe. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, on, on Roberts, I thought he, he marshaled that winger very well. And, you know, like yeah. I said, he was quick. Quick. I, yeah. I, I remember that there was one bit where the bloke yeah. went flying down the line and he sort of held him up and the guy took it round him. And even though he took it round him, he sort of put it through his legs and Roberts still got to the ball before he did. And that was that was the moment when I thought, yeah, this this lad's yeah, got proper something. defender, proper, proper defender. defender, yeah. And and Robinson as well. I mean, you know, that interception when it was it was a three v one, wasn't it? All the bloke had to do was square it across, and it was a tap in. And and you know, he just comes out of nowhere, wins the ball, and then about two minutes later, the ball comes to him in the center of the park, and he just drops his shoulder, jogs past. I think it was Boateng, like he wasn't even there. And it's like this this lad's like 17, 18, and he's he's doing it to season professionals. So yeah, I, th- I think they're, yeah, they're two I, players I, impress I, me. I don't want to I don't want to hype him up too much, but it was like a young Will Hughes. Oh you know, no, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> there you go, Darren. <laughs> Got to live up to it now. <laughs> you put the pressure on. You put the pressure on, but yeah, it was it was a good game, and and hopefully we can carry that sort of form into into the next two. And we'll do a really quick preview just to just to finish the show of the next two. Um, the first one, Stevenage. Uh, we found out before the show that they came nineteenth in League Two. Um, yeah, expectations going to be we're going to blow them out of the water. Uh, the reality will definitely not be that. Uh, Adam, what are you thinking? Uh, what, what are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow? Um, well. I'm not too sure if I'm being honest. I think we've had two pretty good first pre-season games, obviously with uh, Bradford and then Hearth Berlin. We've played pretty well. Probably a stronger side in the Hearth Berlin game, but then the Bradford game, probably in the first half with the, the main first-team players, we're pretty good there. So against Stevenage, uh, I think if I had to give a score, it should be a 1-0. Something, something tight, not many chances. Classic against the League 2 team and just, just a bit of a stalemate, really, if I'm being honest. Because of the heat, I'll blame yeah. on the heat. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the heat's going to play a big factor, isn't it? It's at kickoff. I, I checked earlier; and it's meant to be thirty-six degrees at kickoff, so that's that's crazy. That good is so. Him. Yeah, I know. Good luck to him, uh, Callum. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar, to Adam. I think um, when you look at the the way we play, was it seventy odd, sixty odd, seventy odd minutes to the the lads on Saturday against Hertha Berlin? So I reckon those who finished off the game we'll probably start this one mm. um, which will probably be a young uh, a young team so we'll probably have a young uh, young set of lads against um, getting more game time this game um, against probably a season's League 2 team which like I said might result in a, a 1-0 1-1 sort of game um, with those like Corey Smith coming on for maybe what 20 odd minutes yeah um, so um, I think this one will kind of be a role reverse of Hertha Berlin and then Leicester City Saturday will kind of be the final final showdown before uh, the league starts against Oxford. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to get to Leicester in a minute. Um Lewis, what are your thoughts out of Tuesday? Yeah, I think like the other guys, I think um it'll be pretty much the other way around. Um I'd like to see Stratton start and have a good a good run because you know he's the only kind of sub striker we got at the moment, isn't he? Really, um, hopefully he can have a good season as well. But um, yeah, you'd, you'd think it's going to be one of them games where he's going to be saying that you guys have got a chance now to try and push yourselves into the plan for sat for um, you know start of the season. And I think Saturday we'll probably go with close to what we're looking at to start the season, and maybe possibly if if anybody 
surprises us on Tuesday, you know, they, they may get in the team as well. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, score prediction? 3 0. 3 0. 3 0. I'm going to. Stevenage. To Stevenage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Sorry, 3 0 Derby, that is. 3 0 Derby. 3 0 Derby. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a really boring one all. I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of them games where every player is too hot to care. Um, Leicester. I mean, Leicester are playing two games on the same day. So who knows what sort of team they'll play? Um, Adam, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, th- I think it'll be a difficult one. I think I think there'll be like five or six first team Leicester players in that game. Then with a mixture of, of youth players, obviously. I think are they playing Preston on yeah, the same Preston. day as well? Yeah. Um, I think like one of the other guys said, it's going to be probably close to a first team squad that we're going to be fielding against Oxford. But yeah, I, th- I think that one will be have a bit more intensity to it because I think Leicester will be wanting to get the match fitness as well. But it will be interesting to see who starts, if I'm being honest, in the sort of formation we're going to play. I've said that throughout this evening. I'm, I'm interested to see how we're going to line up in the, the formation that we're going to go with. But if I had to put it into a score prediction, I think it might get something like a 2-2. Is that me being bold to see four goals in a pre-season? <laughs> I might be being a bit too bold there, but yeah, two, I, I two. do with the 2-2. Very brave, very brave. Uh, Callum? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know because... we're. It's going to be an odd one because uh, City are obviously not starting their league a week later, so um, as opposed to us, so it's going to be a bit different for us starting the week a bit sooner than everyone else. Um, I think uh, I'll probably go with a two-one derby. Um, I think it'll be close. I think both teams are going to put a decent side. We're going to probably go full strength and mm. and, and give the guys probably the starting eleven like uh, uh, everyone's been saying um, and go from there. Sounds good. Lewis. I, I don't want to be Mr. Negative again. but Oh, no. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, you're right. They're, they're uh, kind of a step behind in, in uh, getting ready for their season. I can see it being quite close and I can, I can almost see them bringing two or three big guns on in the second half and them winning 2-1. Ooh. Then winning two one. I'm yeah. going to say six nil win. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to play an entire youth defence, and Collins is going to, you know, start start getting towards his twenty season tally and score five. Uh, who's, so. who's scoring a single? Oh, uh, uh Wildsmith. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <It's good. laughs> yeah, I think we'll be yeah we'll be home and dry by then. But yeah, obviously, I, I think we'll draw. <laughs> if we won 6-0, that'd be great. That'd be a, a good way to, to prepare for the season. But um, lads, it's been absolutely fantastic. It is absolutely roasting, so we can all, you know, open the window, put the fans on now. Put the fans back and, on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting evening. Um, but yeah, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you did enjoy, please do leave a like, subscribe, follow on whatever you, you listen on. Um, if you ever want to come on, you know, let us know. Messages are at Ramsamar Show on uh, on Twitter or message me on Twitter. You know, you can get us either way. Um, but yeah, lads, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again. Cheers, Jake. Thanks. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.